stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, joining us on the line uh, to talk a bit more about where things are, where things go from here. Very pleased to welcome to the program uh, Pat Heffernan, who's the father of, of Anthony Heffernan. Uh, Pat, thank you so much for joining us here today. Yes, good day, Robin. Thank you for having me on. Um, I can only imagine how frustrating this has all been for you and your family, but tell us a bit more about what you were hoping the court might do here. Okay, yes, it's been uh, extremely frustrating. It's almost three years now, and we don't really have um, any answers uh, from the Calgary Police to what actually happened there. Uh, what happened, we applied, and it's called a threshold uh, hearing, to see if um, uh, that prosecution would um, review the case and have it, so have it, have the case prosecuted. Uh, we got the results um, given out by Judge Henderson that they would not. And uh, I'll just the reason was this. I'll just say this exactly what he said. There's no evidence before the court to support an allegation that an exercise of prosecutorial discretion in this case amounts to flagrant impropriety, shocks the community's conscience, undermines the integrity of the justice system, nor that involved in proper motives or bad faith. See that they didn't. Uh, they weren't interested in actually going through what the uh, uh, happened in the hotel room. It was just strictly again on reviewing in terms of law whether, again, the prosecution should, should, we should have the right, again, to have the uh, decision looked at and that uh, decision being overturned by the prosecution. But I, I think uh, the one thing, in the, the, uh, I think it really did shock um, the community's, you know, standard. Yeah. Um, you know, while in an ideal world, the prosecutors are completely independent in the real world, they work very closely with the police. And that is a definite concern, again, for it. And I think that the only way to actually have the the whole thing aired out is to have a have a trial, uh, and so then again you have the officers under oath, offer officer McLaughlin, the shooting officer, has to be there again. He won't necessarily have to testify. The other officer will testify under oath when it happened. Because as far as I know so far, no officers have had to uh, be under oath when they've given their uh, their statements. And as far as we know, I don't think McLaughlin has ever given uh, any uh, statement. Uh, at any time, if we had to give a statement or not. So it's, yeah, it's very uh, disappointing. But I guess this was more of a procedural ruling. This was in no way um, an, any kind of an endorsement of that, that officer's actions, this decision today. No, not at all. Yeah. No, all it is is uh, just based on in terms of uh, the law and whether, again, you can have uh, a prosecution, you know, uh, reviewed and overturned again for it. That's what it was. And it's called a, just a threshold hearing on it. So it had nothing to do with the case. All that had to do with, again, points in law, I can know, with it. And that's right. very disappointing also. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But I, I guess the point is the, the Crown has the prerogative to decide whether to pursue a case. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, what's going on right now is um, uh, the RCMP, serious uh, and major crimes division, Airdrie, is uh, doing a follow-up investigation of Constable McLaughlin and the... Uh, other officers and the Calgary Police Service. Uh, it is not the Calgary Police Service that is doing that uh, investigation. It's been turned over to the, the RCP for that. And uh, it's been going on going for quite a few months now. I have no idea when it's going to be done because uh, naturally it's, it's always said again is the, it's an ongoing thing and so no information can ever be released. 
so that's the process that's happening right now. Right. Um, what, what's the status as well? I understand the, the family has, has filed a civil suit against the Calgary Police Service concerning this case. Where does that stand? Uh, we really don't know. Uh, and then actually it's been filed and things with it. We haven't heard anything uh, back from from anyone uh, regarding when that would be uh, held or, or looked at. Like I say, this is almost three years. It'll be in three years and coming in March. So so that's very disappointing also that uh, things move uh, so slowly. And uh, the ordinary person, again, has no control over that. And that's what we naturally have found out is that uh, as, a, as a citizen, again, you actually it's, uh, are, are just at the whim of whatever uh, the powers to be um, decide. And, and so that's very, very frustrating because it's, as all people, again, in things, you, we want justice, some form of justice being uh, done. And right now, again, there, we've had um, absolutely nothing but done to see any justice of, of all sorts in our aunt, son's death. And it was such an un, unnecessary death for it. Like you'd mentioned, again, the fact that, again, he had the supposedly had a syringe. We don't even know for sure with that, that if he did. But if he did have a syringe, there was no needle tip on that syringe again right. for it. And so how uh, officers could be frightened so much that you're going to kill someone that, has, that is unarmed like that and shoot six times uh, is actually, uh, it's unfathomable how that could happen. And then off, and, and if you, we were at the hotel room, I mean, the, the bullet hole that went through the wall, like I've said many times to people, when you see Anthony's, uh, they've always shown the picture of Anthony's hotel room with the, with the bullet hole through the window. That, that bullet hole isn't through Anthony's window. That's in an adjacent room where the uh, Gawkin shot through the wall at about a five feet height on, and going through um, another window. And then he also uh, shot Anthony actually four times at point blank range and then one bullet was embedded in the floor by Anthony's head where Anthony lay, lay dead. So, I mean, like, they haven't, they haven't answered any of that. Like, how, how could the officer be shooting at Anthony when he's dead on the floor there? Well, in, in just seconds after they came into the room in the first place, right? 72 seconds after they came in, he was dead. They, they, yeah. uh, it was, uh, uh, he was at the back of the room. You have to understand, people, again, if you go to those hotel rooms between two beds at the back of the room, they enter and I've said there was toll base that they went in yelling and, and screaming in military style, all guns drawn or tasers drawn on a wellness check. And he's at the back, and that's where they uh, kill him at, the back of that room with it. He died where he was at all the time. He never, uh, uh, they, they've said again that one officer, they lunged or whatever, the discrepancy if they actually ever did move from between those, those two beds, you know, for it in a very, very small room of only about 200 square feet, the entire room, with five heavily armed officers in there. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, people have to have higher expectations of the, of the Calgary police that, uh, that you kill someone that's uh, in a position unarmed like that. Like I could see if Anthony had a semi-automatic or a knife or something, but when you're that unarmed and you shoot six times, there has to be answers you know, for that. And like they often say at arm's length, he probably wouldn't been more than, I don't know, been four or five, three feet, his arm's length, maybe four or five feet away from Anthony when he was, when he was killed. How important it was the ACERT report in helping all of us understand what had happened that, that fateful day and to, to, I think maybe vindicating your perspective that, that this wasn't right and that this shouldn't have happened. Yeah. I think an ACERT report's one thing, I don't think ever beforehand have they ever, uh, 
said an officer should be charged with second-degree murder. I think you're right. Yeah. Or, or uh, manslaughter or uh, criminal agency causes death. I don't think, I think that's the first. So that was extremely important. And I, I think it's uh, really dismissive of the prosecution then to decide that we won't go to trial because we're afraid we might not get the conviction. What's surprising in itself also, why didn't the, if that's the case, why didn't the prosecution come up with other charges of their own? Um, that, I mean, after all, it's, it's so unfathomable this has happened that you think that, and they're just for the, the people of Calgary and things, so that you could, uh, they, people in contact with police have a little bit more mind of safety that they would do this. Because right now there's basically no accountability. And like the sergeant that was there also, there was a sergeant there, up there in the room, he didn't say to shoot. So there's no question, I mean, why did McLaughlin shoot? And for, you know, why? Yeah. Um, and I guess that's come back to it. To say you're afraid for your life, uh, that's uh, really stretching because even if Anthony had a needle tip, the most that could happen is that you, if you're stuck, is that down the, fu- down the, the future something might happen to you as far as a, uh, a disease and things, but nothing in the imminent danger at that time. So to have that disregard for the sanctity of life is, is unbelievable. So naturally, again, and like I say, they're heavily armed enough that I don't know if there would have been a needle tip. If there would have been, the needle tip would have been a quarter of an inch long. That would ever puncture again through anything they're wearing any, also. So it's, yeah, it's very disconcerting, to say the it least. It is. So, Pat, where do you go from here? Okay, well, like I say, first of all, we'll, I hope, uh, we'll see what the RCMP report uh, comes out with. Uh, we'll have the civil suit. Uh, with it, we hope that we get answers there. That's mainly what the civil suit is about: is to try to get answers, because uh, it's the only kind of chance we have. And so, hopefully, there will be answers to what took place there, uh, and the unnecessary death of Anthony. And then also, uh, finally, there's the fatality inquiry. Uh, but that's uh, <laughs> I don't know how many years away that would be. Uh, it's, it's really hard to know. Uh, as if you follow Alberta justice and things with it, is that uh, there's uh, such a backlog because there's been so many deaths by police that they can't keep up as far as their fatality inquiries. So I'm not sure where that will take place. All right. Well, Pat, uh, again, our condolences to you and your family and um, all, all the best with everything going forward. But I think it's important Thank to... Thank you, Rob, also for, yeah. for phoning and things. It was, uh, and, you know, it's, it's nice that... Uh, you have done that again. It's, it gives us a chance again to, to tell a little bit what's happening on our side also. Yeah, well, needs to be again. told. Pat, all the best. Take care. Uh, that is Pat Heffernan. He is the father of Anthony Heffernan, and they want answers, and they're entitled to answers. I think we all deserve answers. 974-8255 is our number here. Uh, this is Cody. Cody, welcome to the program. Hey, Rob. Hey, uh, first of all, all due respect to uh, the officers on the Calgary Police Force. I know some of them personally. They're good people. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to criticize them personally. Mm-hmm. But I watch a lot of dash cam videos. I know this sounds kind of stupid. I watch a lot of videos. I've seen, um, like particularly Russia, uh, a lot of situations where there will be an assailant who, who literally has a gun in their hand. And if it was North America, the guy would be lying on the ground perforated. But... Uh, They'll, they'll tackle them. Five or six guys will come along, and they'll, they, they will also use physical force to neutralize the situation, such as a good old punch in the face. Eh? So, and I, I understand the police are under huge amounts of scrutiny, 
and they have an extremely dangerous job. Some of these people in the morning, they're probably terrified when they strap on their gear and go out to work. And so I don't mean to criticize them, but I really feel as though they, uh, the police force in general, this means the RCMP of Canada, all of them, they're way too eager to use lethal force to protect themselves. And there is zero accountability. I feel terrible for Mr. Heffernan and, and his family. Yeah, so do I. Cody, well said. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, again, I mean, we're talking about one officer here. So I don't think it's, it's uh, disparaging the entire police force to point to the actions of this one officer and say that doesn't pass the smell test. 974-8255. we got to take a break here. We'll come back on a few other things I want to get to in our time remaining. It's afternoons on 770 CHQR. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.